Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. We're redeemed. We're going to heaven, and we're glad about it. Praise the Lord. Well, this is February, and we like to call it Love Month, and so we're going to hear some scriptures on love and how to act in love, be in love, all that kind of stuff. Uh, use God's love to come on the inside of you, because there's no greater thing than to have God and God's love on the inside of you. Can I get an amen? So we're going to have Rosie come up and read the scripture for us. Oh, was that a drum roll or it's just an accident? That's... <laughs> Good morning, church. Today's scripture is uh, coming from 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Thank you, Rosie. Now, can you believe those scriptures are really in the Bible? I mean, are you kidding me? You can move mountains. You can have faith to move mountains. You can have your body burned. But if you don't have love, it profits nothing, and it, is, it just accounts for nothing in God's eyes. I mean, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? You would think that you would get some kind of credit for doing things, you know, praying for people, getting them well, uh, giving to the, the poor. No credit because you have to do it in love. You know, one thing uh, my first pastor used to teach me, when you give something to somebody on the street or somebody that is in need, always say, God told me to give you this. Because that way they, they're feeling that God heard their prayers and God was answering them. As opposed to you just being, uh, you know, a humanitarian or a good person, that way it's, it's yourself. But let it be from God, amen? And let God get the credit and let God be glorified. Praise the Lord. So last week we talked about loving your enemies. And, and I, don't, I didn't get a real big response from that because, you know, that's not a real popular subject. In fact, if I keep staying on this subject, you know, I might not have any people, many people return. But the thing is, <laughs> we have to believe that it's in the Bible and there's a blessing for doing it. Right? What are the four principles in Matthew 5, 24? Love your enemies. Whoa! Bless those that curse you. Another hard one. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for those that despitefully use you. Anybody... Have those people in your life, enemies, uh, haters, cursers, despitefully users, amen? Well, just put them in the category. What are you supposed to do? Now, all of these have action verbs, action uh, things that you have to that You have to take action. You can't just say, oh, woe is me. I'll pray for you. I hope everything works out. No, love your enemies. Do good, amen? So now, love is an action and I can remember way back when, when my wife and I were first married, <laughs> total bliss, right? Wrong. Anyway, <laughs> for some reason, she couldn't come into agreement with me. I don't, I don't understand it, you know? And that's what an, an argument is all about. The person doesn't agree with what you are saying. 
And so, you know, the Lord taught me that I can't force it, my view on her. I just had to give the scripture, give my view, stand back, and let the Lord minister to her. And after about three days, she would say, you know what the Lord told me? It was the very exact th same thing that I had said. But he watered what I had said, and he ministered it to her to the point where she finally said, uh, I wish you would start bugging me again because the Lord, he won't leave me alone. He'll find me in the bathroom. He'll find me when I go to bed. Wherever I go, I hear your words. So uh, one time, we were in an argument, so to speak. I wasn't arguing, mind you. She wasn't in agreement. Yeah. I'm the man, right? So it got to the point where this is not working out. So I said, I'm going to take a little drive. And I've never done it before. She's done it before. And I said, oh, let's try it, you know. Take a little drive, kind of cool off. So as I'm driving, that scripture pops in my head. And I, let's look at it. Is it it's in um, where it says, uh, overcome evil with good. Not that my wife is evil. Let's get that straight. But what was happening was evil, okay? Overcome evil with what? More evil? No, overcome evil with good. So I'm driving along. That scripture comes up in my heart, in my mind. And the Lord says to me, are you going to just preach this or are you going to do it? I said, well, uh, I'm going to do it, but not right now. Okay, I'm a little you know, hot under the collar. And so, again, very softly, are you going to preach this only or are you going to do it? I said, I will, but I can't do it right now. Anybody ever talk to the Lord like that? No, I know you guys are all, you know, that in a bag of chips, you know. You look real holy out there now. <laughs> so the third time, he says, are you going to preach this only or are you going to do it? And I said, hmm, this could be the Lord. <laughs> the third time, just like he told Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? I said, okay, I'll do it. So overcome evil with good. So I said, well, look, what can I do? What kind of action can I do? I could go to the store, uh, the florist, and get some flowers and, you know, brighten her day. So I went to the, the florist, and I said, okay, let me see. What am I going to get here? I didn't have a good attitude. But sometimes you just have to keep going through. So I look, and I say, oh, well, she likes blue. She likes blue. I get some flowers with blue, and that looks kind of plain. Put some white. Put some white little things in there and then some green. And I go, oh, that's looking pretty good. I started getting happy. I went, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm mad. I'm mad. I can't, I can't be happy. I'm just going to do it. So as I'm driving, I, I, there was no faith in me. I, I, was, I said, Lord, I'm just doing this because you said to do it. I'm believing that something good is going to happen out of this. She probably will throw them down on the floor. I don't know. So as I'm driving, I said, okay, Lord, I'm just trusting you. I'm just doing it just because your word says to do it. So I walk in, and she's on the phone. I come up the stairs, and she looks at me. She goes, oh, and here's my husband now, and he brought me flowers. And she put down the phone, and we hugged, and we, we did our dance. And, <laughs> and everything was good. I don't even remember what we were arguing about. But by, by, but by doing an action, not being defensive but offensive, Love your enemies. Do good to them despitefully. You, you actually overcome evil. Praise God. Now, there's a scripture in the Bible. Let's look at it here in uh, 
it's, it's actually the beginning part of it in, uh, in uh, Romans 12, 17. It says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves. Or no, let's go back to this. I'm sorry. Repay no one evil for evil. How many people? No one. Don't be doing no evil stuff, okay? Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. That means do good to all men. If it is possible, is it possible? As much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. Some people say it's not possible. There's nothing lying in here. There's no way I can do that love scripture. Well, we're going to show you how you can do it. Praise God. Now, I'm talking about loving everybody outside, inside, your family members, your, your distant relatives, the neighbors, everybody you're supposed to love. Praise God. Now, I find it amazing that in marriages, you have a 50-50 chance of making it. That's a pretty staggering statistic, isn't it? Yeah, that's low, huh? 50-50. That's not even counting the people that are still married that don't want to be married. <laughs> that's, that's not counting the people that are miserable but saying, I'm going to stick this out no matter what. Amen? <laughs> that's not even included in that figure. But the people that stick it out, I know in my own life, People say, oh, you're so happy together. Well, you don't know what we've been through, all right? We've been through, like, are you really going to stay? Are we really going to make this work out? Do we really love each other? Let's go back. Remember the time, yes, when we first saw each other, how it was love at first sight. But we found out that love at first sight is easy, but it's the continuing to love each other that makes a difference. Amen? So now we're at peace. We're better off with each other having stayed together and worked out the, you know, little idiosyncrasies, the little, uh, we've had to have some heavenly uh, abrasive action to, you know, control our personalities. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't know who I'm talking to out here, but anyway, uh, if if the shoe shoe fits, wear it, okay? It says, beloved. When they say beloved, you know they're talking about you, right? And, And how can you argue with beloved, you know? Do not avenge yourself, but rather give place to wrath, but rather give place to wrath. Do not, and do not give place to wrath, right? For it is written, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. Now, here's the, here's the capper. Ready for this? If you thought that was hard, check this out in verse 20. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, what do you do? Just walk on by, just say, ha, ha sorry, too bad. No, if he's hungry, what do you do? Feed him. Now, we had that in Bible study, and one of the one of the guys said, you know, I don't think I could do that. Can you think of any enemies that you have that you would just, like, give them something to eat? No, it just doesn't come, it doesn't process, right? If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. That coals of fire, that was like a little saying of the times. It's like putting fire on him, you know, burning him up, the fire of the Lord, the conviction you know, like, why am I so mean? Why am I doing this to this person? It says, do not overcome evil, uh, but overcome evil with good. Now, do you think that's possible? Have you ever tried it? Try it. You'll like it. Corinne says, yeah, it works. Why would he put it in here if we weren't supposed to do it and it wasn't supposed to work? Is he just like making a poem or something? No. But here, I want to look in the Old Testament. We're going to see a story of how Elijah actually did this. And it worked out for his good. 
Hopefully you can too. If can you think of an enemy, think of an enemy. In fact, I like Bindi when we talked about this before. She she was getting such success by going to her enemies. She said, "Man, I'm looking for some more enemies because I'm getting blessed." She got a, a plasma TV uh, given to her. You know, I was a 75 footer or incher. Yeah, yeah. Praise God. Amen. It was her ex, and she called him, and, and he was saying, oh, I haven't heard from you for a while. And they were talking, and she was being, you know, nice and pleasant. And he said, you know, I have a 75-inch plasma TV. Would you like it? Yeah, thank you, Lord. Praise God. So this works. Let's look at this. In the Old Testament, now this is without Jesus and the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of him. Elijah had an encounter with a huge army coming to kill him because he was revealing secrets of where the Syrian army was going to attack Israel. So the king of Syria said, we got to get this guy. We're going to wipe him out. We're tired of him revealing secrets to us. So they put thousands of soldiers on guard, and they went out to go get him. And the soldiers are approaching him and Gehazi. Let's see where we're at. And Elijah said, don't worry. Chill out. Because there's more that are with us than those that are on their side. So if you can see it, we got all the soldiers here. But in the background, you got horses and chariots of fire. You know, you got that on your side too. You got angels working for you, helping you out. If you can just walk in love, if you can just love your enemy and do what with them? Feed them. Feed them. Okay, let's check this out. Let's see how this works out. Uh, so Elijah, they're coming. So Elijah does something in, in verse uh, 41, or slide 41. Let's see what he says. He said, Lord, strike them with blindness. What a prayer is that? And the Bible says the Lord he heard his prayer and did exactly that. So they all were blind, a whole army. Like, And you know what? To, to relate it to our lives, there's times when enemy comes against us, and you have to blind them so that they don't see your faults. They don't see the actions that they could take. They, they just can't see you. In fact, we've seen missionaries that are, that are going into a foreign country, and the Lord would blind their eyes, and they would walk right by and not even be checked. Yeah, God, God can do anything when you're on his side. So they, uh, they blinded their eyes. So it was when they came to Samaria that Elijah said, now, Open their eyes. In other words, they got into the city, and now their eyes are open. Let's see this. Their eyes are open. They saw, and they were inside the city. And let's see the next slide. There they are. They're all captured. They're inside the city. Now they can see. And so the, uh, Elijah said, or the king said, what should we do with these guys? Should we kill them? What would you do? I mean, string them up or, you know, do something, put them in the dungeon, do something. These guys are out to kill you. But Elijah, before the scripture was even written, he said, look at this in, in slide 45. 45. So the, he said, this is what I want you to do. Set food and water before them that they may eat and drink and go to their master. Then he prepared, are you ready for this? A great feast for them. What? A great feast for your enemies, those that are trying to kill you? Not just a box lunch. Not just like a Chick-fil-A coupon, you know. Have a, 
have a good time when you go, you know, we'll see you later. No, sit down. Let's have a feast. Uh, not just a feast, a great feast. That means you got the silverware, you got the candles, you got the nice linens. You're, you're doing something special for someone that was trying to kill you. This is pretty amazing, isn't it? Now let's, let's look at this men, these men eating at the great feast in slide 46. Now, these are not the most sociably uh, gracious people, <laughs> okay? Especially that guy on the left. I mean, like, I don't know why we're here. You know, it's like we're supposed to kill this guy, and here we are having a feast. I don't understand what's going on. But that blind, you know, when we were blind, I think everybody got scared. So let's just eat, and we'll get out of here, and we'll be on our way, right? So then what happens? Then as a result of that, the Bible says that bands of the Syrian raiders came no more into the land of Israel. They said, we like them. They're nice to us. They fed us, right? We had a great feed. We don't want to overtake them. How about your enemies? You can put them at bay by loving them, feeding them, taking care of them, giving them gifts. The Bible says that a, a gift sown in secret pacifies anger. Did you know that? Did you know that? <laughs> if you got somebody that is riling you up, buy them something. Ask the Lord, what can I give them? When my wife and I were at the first church, we had people that rubbed us the wrong way. And so we said, well, we got to buy them a gift. We bought them a gift, and they just, they just break. You know, their heart, oh, that's so nice of you. Thank you so much. How did you know? And they, we became great friends. And so this happened a couple of times, and then my wife said, we better just be nice in the beginning, because this is kind of breaking us, buying all these gifts. <laughs> Amen. So you might want to know, how can I do this? How can I be in love? How can I have God's love so that I can actually do these things? Are you asking that question? Because right now, I see some of you are pretty hot still, you know, pretty mad at your relatives or family members, maybe your own kids, you know? There's things that you have to uh, do. So you can't do it in your own self. Did you know that? You, you can't self-will yourself. I'm going to love that person. I'm just going to love them with the love of the Lord. <laughs> it doesn't work. It has to come from deep down in here. And how do you do that? It's the love chapter. Oh, I'm so glad you came today. This can change your life. Amen. Bindi can give me an amen on that. It changed her life. Uh, things change, right? Because you change that little time bomb that's on the inside of you. You know when you want to get mad and all of a sudden that thing rises up and you can feel it coming and you know like if I speak, I know something bad's going to come out. I need, to, I need to chill. I need something to disarm that bomb. And here it is right now. It's, it's in First Corinthians chapter 13. It says, love endures long and is patient and kind. Holy moly. That's a mouthful right there. Endures how long? Longer than what we've been doing. You know, there's no time. It's, it's just, it's, it's an attitude. I endure long. I am long suffering. This is just the way I am. Praise God. And is patient and kind. Sometimes I can endure, but I'm not patient and kind. Most of the times I endure short, okay? Short time. And then I go like, that's enough, Okay. Okay, lady, get out of the line, okay? If you don't have the right change, please, just, just move on, okay? 
You know, I, we, did that, we did that grocery skit with Leanne, and every time I go into the store now, I'm tested on that. I got this lady, and she's putting stuff in her basket, and she's telling her kids, no, don't touch that. And, and I'm going like, okay, Lord. But you know what you do? You just meditate on some scriptures. Just think about the Lord. You've got, there's some, you know, two minutes that you can do something, right? You don't have to be in a hurry all the time. Can I get an amen? amen. Okay. Endure long and patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful or vainglorious. Does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, or inflated with pride. It is, here's where it gets a little toughy. It's not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Sometimes you ever act unbecomingly? You kind of do stuff and you go like, that didn't really fit. That, that comment didn't really fit the conversation too good, right? The Bible says a word fitly spoken is like gold, golden apples. It's like beauty. You, you can feel it. When you're in the Lord, you say it, and you go like, ooh, that doesn't really, I don't, that didn't work. <laughs> then it says love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. And here's the tough one for me. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. <laughs> what are you so upset about, Pastor Chuck? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> don't bother me. <laughs> Just... What's on your mind? I got stuff to do, okay? Don't be touchy. Don't be fretful. Don't be resentful, you know? My wife says, why are you making faces? I'm not making faces. <laughs> it takes no account of an evil done to it. Pays no attention to a suffer wrong. Takes no account. That means you're not accounting. Just like, okay, that's one. You did that yesterday. This is two, Okay. Now, you've done it every day this week. Okay, that's seven right there. Takes no, you don't count. You don't take account of an evil done to it. Pays no attention to a suffered wrong. They might say stuff to you, you just let it go by. Oh, did you say something to offend me? I didn't really know. I didn't pay attention to it. It's kind of like, you ever watch soap operas? I know you don't do it anymore, but when you used to, <laughs> way back before Christ, and, and they would get upset, right? Remember the people on the... Why did you do that? You, you know that I, that's my dearest picture. And they're getting so upset. And do you get upset at home? No. You just sit there and watch. Hmm. They're getting upset. Well, you have to have that same attitude when people are getting upset at you. You have to look at them. Hmm. You're, you're, seems like you're upset. <laughs> Can I help you with something? Can I help calm you down? All right. Takes no account of evil done to it. Pays no attention to a suffered wrong does not rejoice at injustice or unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love, God's love in us, does, bears up under anything and everything that happens. I, can't, I just can't bear up under this situation. I can't bear up under this marriage. I can't bear up living next to this person in, in our neighborhood. Yeah, no, but love can. Love can change their attitude, change your attitude. Let the love of God, you know, spring forth. I told you about my neighbor who was the, told me I was the worst neighbor she ever had. Why? I don't know. Just because I was spraying water on her dog, I don't know why she would think that. Is that wrong? At 3 o'clock in the morning when the dog's been barking for two hours and they're not answering the door? 
Love, love, love. So I had to repent. Yes, I had to turn my... <laughs> and so I started on a campaign of loving her and letting her know that I loved her. And so we were... My son helped me. We, I dressed him up as a, in an Easter bunny outfit. I was in the Easter bunny outfit. That's how much love I had, okay? Sweating, heat, and we hopped up over to her house, and we gave her some Easter candy, and uh, we just did a bunch of stuff for her. We were there when she needed us and fixed her mailbox, did all kinds of stuff. So finally, she said, you know what? You're the best neighbor I ever had. I turned her attitude all around. And when she was at home and her, she couldn't find her daughter, she thought maybe she was um, you know, captured because somebody broke into their house and I calmed her down. And she said, you know, I, I'm sorry, I think we got off to kind of a bad start. I go, yeah, that's okay. I just want to show you that we do love you. And so she's, I said, so she sold the house and I said, did you put on there that they'll be living next to the best neighbor in the whole world? <laughs> As a selling point. Okay, love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Is ever ready to believe the best of every person? you got to find something good about him, right? Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. It endures everything without weakening. And the final thing is love never fails. Now, I want to tell you, if you really want to change, if you really want to change your attitude and your, your lifestyle, this is a scripture that will do it. If you can meditate on this for 30 days, you will not recognize yourself at the end of 30 days. You will not recognize yourself. Things will happen, and it just you, you don't get upset. How does that work out? I don't know. It's like a seed. When you plant it into the ground, you water it. It starts to grow. You don't know how it did it, but the seed of God planted in your heart will grow. You don't know how it does it. It just grows, and all of a sudden, you're doing what the Scripture says. That little seed that produces an apple tree will produce, that same seed of the Word of God will produce this fruit right here. Isn't that good news? Now, how many want to take that love challenge? Because if you do, things won't bother you anymore. Things won't upset you. You know, you, you go into a restaurant, and they don't get your order right. What do you do? I've had it, okay? I've had it. This is the second time this has happened, you know? What's wrong with you guys, okay? Too much salt. Coffee too weak. <laughs> Service is bad. Why do you sit me here next to these, this family with kids that are jumping on the chairs? <laughs> Am I, do, I catch every, did I, did I catch everything? Should I go through the list of things that could bother you? You know, we went, we went to the store. We got some uh, balloons the other day, and they, uh, they were supposed to have them ready at 12 o'clock. We got there and said, oh, we have the balloons, but we haven't blown them up yet. So, oh. So I was very calm. I go, okay. And so uh, then Marianne said, well, we don't really want those ones that we chose. How about these over here? And they said, okay, yeah, we'll blow those up for you. So it actually worked out for our good. So you have to be calm. And what my wife and I used to do when we first uh, were married and first doing this scripture because we really wanted to be all that God wanted us to be. We really wanted to love the Lord. We really wanted love to be a part of our marriage. So we would say these scriptures every day, meditate on them, and then we'd ask each other, well, how did it grade me now? How did I do on love endures long and is patient and kind? And I thought I did like an eight. She said, oh, you did about a four. 
Four? What are you talking about, four? I'm enduring long. You don't know what I, the, the things I have done to, to endure. And you, you know what? In a family, you, you don't know. They don't know. You know, you pick up after them. You do things for them. They don't notice what's happening. You have to remind them, did you see that I cleaned out the closet? Did you see I did this? Did you see I did that? You know, hello? Can I get some recognition over here? <laughs> I mean, you may go months and not hear anything from them. So, but you can endure long. But eventually, they'll start to notice. And then it'll be like heaping coals of fire on them. They'll go like, you are, you are, you have been good to me. I notice it. I appreciate it. I thank you for it. Amen? So take the love challenge. Let the Lord work in your hearts. Let him do things in you that you didn't think were possible because it's not you anymore. You step aside. You let the word of God dwell in you richly with all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And you can overcome any situation that you face. Stay calm and let God move in your heart. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you gave us such a good scripture for us to meditate on, to change our lives and our hearts so that we can dwell together in knowledge and in love and in peace. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you're instilling that in us to want to be all that this scripture has said and that we can be glorifying you in all that we do. We give you praise. We give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, let me just... uh, give you an invitation for those that are here and those that are watching. If you've never accepted Jesus, if you haven't invited him into your heart, you say, I want that love that God has, but you first need to accept Jesus, who is love. So if that's you and you have not accepted him, just repeat after me. Say, Father God, I thank you for Jesus. He died on the cross, paid the price for my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart, be Lord of my life, in Jesus' name, amen. Also, if you say, you know, I've kind of strayed away, I've kind of not done the things that I'm supposed to do, I need your help, just repeat after me, say, Father God, renew in me a right spirit, cause me to walk with you in love, in forgiveness of anyone around me, in Jesus' name, amen.